Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of FOMO Fans. My name is Brian Fanzo, and you are listening to episode 68. The title of this episode, The Future of Work, Empowerment Plus Collaboration. Excited to have this conversation to me. Um, this is a little bit a, a mix of what I do in my, my day job. I actually had a, an amazing call yesterday with one of my clients uh, that I'm actually flying out to Utah, uh, Salt Lake City, Utah next week to hang out there with Workfront. And we had this, we're doing this webinar series and a lot of, of this big conversation around the future of work and what the future of work looks like and where we're going with things in this, in this new digital age, the ideas of work from home or um, the power of collaboration tools or what this new workforce looks like or those damn millennials and Gen Z um, that are taking over the workforce, currently over 50% of the workforce. But I want to talk a little bit about that topic, a little bit about empowerment. And so to me, it doesn't matter if you're a small business, if you're a, you're a big business, maybe you're a enterprise company, you know, the future of work is an interesting one. I believe it's, you know, we're living in a different time. I, if you guys listened to the last two episodes of this show, you know, I talked a lot about uh, Facebook Live, about the Facebook um, issues Facebook is having with uh, security of data and privacy. And here's the interesting, funny part about that is these are all brand new problems. Nobody would have guessed five years ago that we were going to put all of our buying habits, all of our spending, all of our friends' data, all of our data online. Also, no one would have guessed that you know there's this work from home culture or there's work from anywhere culture. No one would have guessed the idea that our mobile device would allows us to work from anywhere in the world. And of course, like my mobile device has more notifications on it than uh, than I could ever imagine. But when I think about the future of work, I think about it in multiple different ways, and I'm going to get into that on this show because I, I want to talk about like what we can do as as maybe as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, maybe as a thought leader, what we can do to kind of set up ourselves for success as we move into this new future of work. But uh, real quick, I want to give some love and shout out to my sponsor, uh, Iographer. Uh, if you guys are looking, I have, I'm actually giving away some book bags, the book bag that I actually use that you guys see if you're following me on Instagram stories or uh, on any of the social channels, you'll see that I have this uh, book bag. It's black with orange. I actually have five of those book bags that I'll be giving away over the next uh, month or so as I'm uh, not only for this show, but also kind of launching something else that I'm working on. And Iographer ha- makes the case that I use to live stream. It actually allows you to have a handles on the side of your iPhone or your iPad. Uh, it may- not only does it make it look more professional, but it allows you to screw in additional components like a third-party microphone or like a, uh, a light system. And you can do all of that and connect it to a tripod and so Iographer, the team, uh, Dave over there, uh, I've been using their products since they were kickstarted, since like the original, uh, for about three and a half years now, or three years, I'm not sure how long um, Dave's been out there, but uh, love that they're not only sending over some gear, but big supporters of the show. Uh, if you're you know, if you're thinking about doing live video, you think about being a creator, definitely check out iographer.com. Also, stay tuned. I'll be giving away those book bags. Like I said, I have five of them. Uh, they're the same book bag that I travel the world in, so uh, he's given me those to give away to you guys. So uh, stay tuned uh, for figuring out how you guys win that. But, uh, you know, for this, you know, for this show and the, and the FOMO fans, you know, the goal of my show 
when I started this podcast was really I wanted to help people cure their fear of missing out. And I, I wanted to be able to talk about topics that were trending uh, like we did last week about the Facebook Live and, and the new Instagram update and the YouTube update. But I also wanted, you know, the, the selfish part of me was I wanted a place where I could talk about stuff that I care about, stuff that's close to my heart. Um, and, and really, you know, I'm not a huge fan of blogging and writing. I'm currently writing a book and, and writing, you know, typing out writing content is a lot more difficult than me uh, than talking about different content. But I also thought with this show, is you know things that are really relative today I could bring them to the forefront without much uh, you know much delay because I control this show the show is mine um, and I do it for you guys you know this isn't something that is uh, necessarily paying all of my bills but it is a piece of content that I truly enjoy uh, doing each week and I want to thank everybody for listening uh, I get to see all of the engagement last week's show where I had um, my two good buddies on there Vincent Vincent Orlick and Vincenzo Landino um, I got a lot of feedback about hey we want more shows where you have more guests and so just so you guys know we're going to have some more guests on some future shows and we might even have a spinoff that I will talk about on a future show but one of the things that, that I love to really discuss is the future of work and you know, I have a unique background because I got to work at an enterprise, government enterprise company that we had 20,000, 25,000 um, employees. Uh, I worked here out of Washington, D.C. area. And then I left that job and went to a startup that had uh, 256 employees when I started. Uh, and w after about two years, we had about 614 employees. We were averaging hiring 12 new hires a week at this startup. And then, of course, I've been on my own now for uh, a little over four years as an entrepreneur. Uh, myself. And so I've kind of been able to play in all three of these arenas. And unlike a lot of people that became entrepreneurs, you know, I did, I loved the job that I had at the enterprise company. I loved the startup that I worked for. I didn't, I didn't become an entrepreneur because I was tired of the enterprise gig or working for the man or, uh, you know, being a startup. I, I ultimately you know, took this path because I wanted a new challenge. I wanted to be able to touch more people. I wanted to be able to kind of chart my own path. But the interesting thing about that concept, and this is something that I'm starting to figure out more and more, is that I don't believe entrepreneurship is what everyone wants. I believe what everyone wants is they want to be empowered to make a dif difference in the company they work for. They want to be empowered to know that whenever they speak up, that their voice is heard. They also want to be empowered to know that the things that they care about in life, maybe it's, it's the work-life balance. Maybe it's you know being able to spend more time with your family. Maybe it's being able to travel. Maybe it's being able to work from home or work from wherever you want. To me, this is, this is something that is super exciting because that empowerment is what people are, are are seeking. And the weird part is a lot of businesses were not willing to give that empowerment. And that's why a lot of people became entrepreneurs. And trust me, the entrepreneurship journey, and I've talked about this on this show all the time, is freaking hard. There is a bunch of stuff that I have to do in my job today that I hate freaking doing. And so you'll hear people talk about entrepreneurship being amazing and I, I get to choose my own time and I don't have to work for anybody else. These are all great benefits. But the fact I have to chase down payments and do my own time roll, my own taxes and figure out my own health care and I have to outsource certain things. And I have to predict certain things for certain things that are going on. There's a lot of these other things around entrepreneurship that, that really suck and that, that are you know included in this whole journey. And so for me, one of the things that I really think is exciting is I think we're going to see a shift 
the future of work for businesses, not if you're a small business, you're an entrepreneur, maybe you're an enterprise company. I believe the future of work is going to start to empower these entrepreneur traits within their employees to where an employee doesn't have to leave the company they work for today to make themselves feel like they can decide when to work. Because here's one of the things that drives me crazy. We're living in a world today that we are still we are still using old school techniques to determine what works in 2018. And the perfect example of this is simply, why the hell does every single person have to work nine to five Monday through Friday? Last time I checked, we are all unique humans. We learn differently. You know, we hear this in school all the time. Well, some people are visual learners. Some people are audio learners. Some people like to learn at their own pace. Some people like to learn when everything's structured and has a a theme. We all are unique humans. We all like to do things in our own unique ways. Yet we get into the real world and they say, you must come into work. You must work nine to five. You must work at a cubicle. You must do this. You must do that. Your meetings must be formed. No wonder creativity gets stifled inside of businesses and, and, and brands. And I think it has a lot less to do with the culture and a lot more to do with the fact that we don't empower our employees. If we, start to, if we start to empower our employees, and this is where I think we're going, think about this. If you are creative and you work best at night, why not allow them to work at night? If you are someone that, hey, I want to stay home with my family, but when I put my daughter to bed, I, I'd love to work four or five more hours in my job because it just makes sense. Why not empower that, right? And I think this is, and this is one of those things that I look at as you know I got to work from home right and I loved you know it was 2000 uh, let me think 2008 2007 I got to work from home and it was something I always wanted I wanted to work from home I I was like I was tired of the commute I lived in Washington DC area I had a commute into my government contracting job Uh, it was a 22 mile commute it would take me an hour and a half each way and I hated commuting I and I I really thought like hey I want to work from home I want them to trust me and then I finally got the ability to work from home and all of a sudden I realized working from home kind of like entrepreneurship is hard as crap because the laundry always needs done. I can see the dishes from my office. Sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I'll just fold these clothes or, hey, I'll just get that delivery person to show up and install my TV. Like, that's not a big deal. Well, all of a sudden I had to start to realize that working from home requires an entire new approach to working. It it changes a lot of things. And to me, one of the things that I I think that what happened in our culture is that people that like like myself that, that went in over our head and started working from home and not realizing what needed to happen, all of a sudden we started ruining the trust, right? Because businesses are like, okay, well, I trust you to work from home. And all of a sudden you work from home and it's way harder than you ever imagined. Well, now businesses are like, well, I can't trust people to work from home anymore. But here's the thing that I think was broken about that entire piece is that certain people or certain jobs or certain skill sets should be able to work from wherever they want to. But here's what the culture, and this is where I think the future of work has to start to look at, is we have to start looking at our work as we get rewarded based on what we accomplish, not the amount of hours that we put in. Does that make sense, right? So this idea, you know, and some jobs, like, you know, when you're working, you know, some some hourly wage jobs, that I do understand that it's a certain amount of hours and you're doing, but there's the other jobs where it's creative jobs, it's marketing jobs, you know, uh, you know, all these other things that are going on. Those jobs, not only should they be be incentivized and rewarded based on the end result, but they have to start, we have to shift our mindset that says, I don't care what what hours during the week that you put your 40 hours in, I just want you to put 40 hours in. Or 
I just want you to accomplish this project, this task. I need you to build this deliverable. And I'm not going to tell you when to work. I'm not going to tell you what hours to work. I'm not even going to tell you how much to work. I'm just going to let you know that you will sink or swim. You will get rewarded or penalized based on the results that you actually, you know, you end up providing, right? And I think as we move to a more results-oriented culture, results-oriented world, and I know some people out there are like, wait a second, millennials and Gen Z, all they want are participation trophies. I think that's crap. I think that is that is a, a, a ridiculous misnomer because let, let's face it, it was the Gen Xers and the baby boomer parents that were giving them these participation, uh, giving us these participation trophies. But part of this trophy culture is this big brother. We, we want everybody to feel like we everybody belongs. But let's face it, in the world we live in today, it's about results. And I think as we lo- start working with companies, the reason that we're going to start to see more of this freelance economy grow is I believe we're going to start to see more companies embrace an employee that can work for multiple companies, right? So think of it this way. Rather than having an employee be an entrepreneur and then have to, they contract back to you, why not you pay for that employee when they're on the clock for you? And then if you don't have work for them, you allow them to work for other companies, right? And you allow, but it's not that idea that they, they have to go do their own taxes and do all of their own paperwork. I look at the future of work as empowering people to do their job or what they're supposed to be doing. We reward them and incentivize them based on the results of the job that they're trying to accomplish. And then we empower them to make a difference, right? And this also includes teamwork. And I'm going to get into the teamwork thing. And yes, you're right. People will abuse the freedom of working from home. People do abuse certain things. But here's the thing. You can't fix stupid. You can't stop stupid people from doing stupid things. But what you can do is you can, you can, you can prevent yourself from not trusting someone because here's the thing. As soon as we hear that that, oh my goodness, people that work from home have too much freedom and they're taking advantage of it. All of a sudden what happens is what IBM did. You know, IBM all of a sudden said, okay, we want everybody to come back and work in our offices and we're going to make everybody work in our building. And if you're not working in our building, we're going to let you go. And to me, that is the worst thing because rather than realizing that some people, you know, use the freedom to do amazing things. We only look at the bad people, the people that took advantage of the system and said, well, because some people took advantage of the system, we're going to advert to this and make everybody come back into the office and work for us. And I think that is the wrong approach. I believe it has to be about the, the job, the project. And here's the other thing about productivity that I'm learning as an entrepreneur. There's some things in my job, in my day-to-day life, that I work really well doing them in my house by myself. There's other things that I work really well when I'm on a video chat with other people that are like me. There's other things that I do really well when I'm in a coffee shop and I'm able to concentrate that way. I think we have to start allowing and empowering people not to work from home permanently, but to decide for themselves which tasks they are good at and which things they can do in certain environments. I mean, the idea for me, when I, when I had all of these employees that worked for me in the government space, one of the things that I loved doing is when we, anytime we were building out a new cybersecurity training course, we flew the, my entire team into one location. We put whiteboard paper all the way around the room and we started collaborating and working together. Now, you might be thinking, well, I'm the tech guy, right? Like I know that I could do that on, on Zoom or Skype or one of the, the webinar softwares. But here's the thing. My team, I realized that my team, we worked really well when we were collaborating and building an online training course or an offline training course for that case. We worked really well when we were all trapped in one room for eight or 10 hours a day for three days in a row. Because we ate together, we, we went out together at night, and all of those extra times, 
We talked about our projects. We started working together. But if we were going to do other things in our job, we were we did, we did not work well together all in the same room. Some people needed the freedom to be creative. Our my developers that were coding on the cloud and cybersecurity products, they were working. The, you know, they they were doing it differently. They did not want to be trapped in there with the loud marketing team or the trainers like myself. And so I really look at the future of work and this new this how we're looking at this and saying it's about empowering people empowering our employees and empowering our leaders to allow people to select and and really own that when they work where they work it does not matter as much as what they accomplish the reward the way that we incentivize people for the job that they're doing the way that they get a promotion the way that they stay hired is not based on how many hours that they work based on how many days they show up in the office ultimately it's about what they what their KPIs are what their things are that were set up and then on top of that the other part that we really need to make happen is that we have to stop creating teams of people that have the same leaders, right? Because in this new empowerment environment that I'm talking about, one of the things that you have to start to realize when you're empowering your employees is that you have to also empower certain people to lead for certain tasks, right? Just because someone is a manager, if the task that is at hand and you bring the team together and there is somebody else on the team that is better at, at, a, at leading this team to accomplish this project, we need to create a, a a process that allows that manager to not be threatened and allows that manager to empower somebody to take the lead on a project that is maybe a subordinate to them, right? And right now the problem is it's that trust, right? Like employees don't trust the leader, the manager to allow them the freedom they need. Managers don't trust the brand that they work for that they will get rewarded still if they allow other people to take leadership roles when their management job is supposed to do this. And then from the top down, the brand or the business or the CEO doesn't trust their managers to make the right decisions for their employees. The managers don't entrust their, their employees to, to not take advantage of that freedom. And let's face it, and I, I posted this on Instagram today, I believe every Every business is in the business of trust. Today in 2018, we are in the business of trust. And it's not only marketing trust of our consumers, it's trust of our employees. It's in trust in the people that we work alongside of. It's a trust for the people that we work for. Maybe it's the board that we work for and we represent. And so when you're looking at this, and I think when we're starting to figure out how all of these things come together, the other piece is collaboration. And I believe, you know, collaboration is something I probably, I love, I love working in a, on collaboration more than I like social media, more than I like marketing, more than I like creating video content, doing this podcast. Collaboration to me is magical. It's about bringing, so it's about people being self-aware to be a part of a team, to know what they do know. And then surround themselves with people that they don't that that know what they don't, right? So I and this is something for me. Collaboration is it's truly what I believe the is going to empower the future of innovation. The problem with in, with collaboration is it has to be trusting and transparent, right? Everyone that is collaborating has to trust everyone else that is collaborating on that same project. That you're not only going to not steal their ideas, but that everyone together is working toward the same goal. We all have the same passion or the same purpose, right? And let me let me say that again just to make this sure. Like the problem with collaboration for the last 5 years in my opinion has 
not to do with the technology. The technology, let's face it, it has not been great in a, in a collaboration environment. Things like SharePoint, things like Jive, uh, things like you know uh, Slack. There's still the technology has has had a, a ways to go. But the problem has been we have not lived in a culture that has allowed people to trust the, their team and trust the process enough. But I believe in 2018 and beyond, we are now living in a world that understands that you have to. It's not about holding on to your knowledge. It's about sharing your knowledge, helping other people grow. It's about together working together. I, I say it all the time. We are greater than me. I believe no one business, no one company is more innovative by doing it by themselves than if they teamed up with somebody, which is why I've said for the longest time, imagine if we start having Apple and Google and uh, Elon Musk all working together and collaborating to solve things like, you know, cure cancer and try to fix, you know, the social security problem or whatever the problems are that we have in this world. I do believe it is about collaboration. It's about bringing together what we individually know and all of us working together to a accomplish a shared goal and a shared purpose and for the longest time here's the thing is that people do believe they want you know hey i'm only going to work for worry about myself and i you know i preach be yourself but i i believe that to be your best self you have to know what you don't know and surround yourself with people who know what you do which you don't i'm sorry you have to surround yourself with people that know what you don't. And so this is what this is where it is. And, and the power shift is truly happening, right? The online consumer has never been smarter than they are right now. And I love that my, my friends over there at Frameable Faces on, on Periscope just chimed in right now as well. Because here's the thing. We, we as a individuals, we're empowered. And we don't trust a logo. We don't trust a brand. We don't want to work at a company just because they've been around for 60 years. We want to work at a company that is making a difference in the world, that believes that I'm going to help make that difference and it's going to empower me to work when I want, where I want, how I want, and they're going to also share in my individual values. And so when I look at the, the future of work, when I start looking at all of these things that we have going on, it, 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 it takes a shift. And for anyone out there right now, if you're worried about your job being replaced by artificial intelligence and robots, more than likely, you don't like the job that you're doing right now anyhow. Because the jobs that AI and robotics are going to replace are jobs like data entry and form filling out, anything that is programmatic. I mean, for a robot to pick up a bottle of water and drink a bottle of water, it is one of the most difficult tasks a robot can do today. But if you give a robot a crap load of data and want it to enter it into a certain load of form, the computer can do it better, faster, cheaper, doesn't sleep, doesn't need food than us as humans. And so when I start looking at this, I don't look at artificial intelligence as, as dis I think it's going to disrupt the future of work because it's going to require those of us that are working in a job maybe that we don't like or a job that's very programmatical. It's going to require us to use other skill sets that we have. And I think it comes down to something as simple as this is that you have to start realizing that it's about, it's not about the data. It's not about what the, the report says. It's about translating that report to each audience that you have. The reason I've, I, I talk about storytelling all the time right on, you know, on this show on stage is I love sto studying storytelling because here's the thing. Nobody is a perfect storyteller. And because every time you tell a story, even if it's the same story over and over and over again, 
your audience changes, the environment that you're giving the story in changes, and therefore your story has to evolve. Your story has to embrace that. And when I look at the future of work and I start looking at artificial intelligence, imagine this. Imagine that we're starting to get reports faster. Imagine that we're going to be able to start to make dynamically predictable decisions on certain things where before we were only reacting after an airplane crashed. Imagine if we were able to give humans more context, more insights to make more rapid decisions. The idea where it takes us 30 days to analyze a black box from an airplane that crashes. Imagine if a computer is able to make that happen in two days and now we're able to fix these problems that much faster. We're going to need that many more people to take that and implement this information. And so when I look at this and I look at the future of work, I'm beyond excited about this idea that we're going to start to empower our employees. We're going to focus on creating teams that aren't led by someone being a manager, but led by the person that makes the most sense. We're going to start rewarding people based on the results that they deliver, not on the amount of hours they work or the amount of times they come into the office. We also have to remember that everyone works differently. Just because nine to five is what we've always done, we need to get away from that. And I understand, like, if you're, you know, a brick and mortar store or if you have to, you have to cater to when people are at work or not at work. I, I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you know if you're in a creative role and you have employees that work for you. Maybe they're a designer. Maybe it's a a developer. Maybe it's someone that's that's doing your website analytics or website design. Have you asked them? When do you work best? If you if you weren't working for me and I didn't make you come into this office every single day, what times do you work best? When is your preferred time of working? What does your preferred environment look like? And I think we have to start asking those questions because just because we've always worked nine to five does not mean it's how we get the most value out of our employees. And then the last part of this is I believe we're going to see a bubble of entrepreneurship. I believe entrepreneurship is going to is going to burst and we're going to have a lot of people that are going to be out there on their own and they're going to realize, well, damn, I, I left to be an entrepreneur because I want to be empowered. I want to make a difference in the world. I want to be able to, 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 to prioritize the things in my life that matter the most but I don't want to do the rest of the things that are involved in being an entrepreneur. I want to go back and work for a company. The question becomes, can companies start to embrace employees that are entrepreneur-based, that think like an entrepreneur, that, that want to be empowered, that want to be trusted, that are going to raise their hand and step up when they want to make something happen? That is the question. And I think for every leader that's out there, every small business owner, you know, my goal uh, by 2020 is I want to own my own product company and I want to grow a team. I love I love managing people. I enjoy working with people. I love collaboration. I love sitting and brainstorming. I actually like meetings. I I'm, I, I believe I ran extremely productive uh, meetings, and when I worked uh, in my full time job with my teams, because I didn't. I most of my meetings did not have chairs in the room. If my team came into the room for a meeting, I removed all of the chairs from the room, and I said, "Hey guys, let's have this meeting and see how much more work we can get done in the meeting. If we're not lounging around in our chairs, being distracted by the chairs, we're just sitting here because the meeting said it was thirty minutes long. Things like that." And I really want, I have that as my goal by 2020 and I'm going to work on my book. I'm doing the speaking thing, but I do have that, that goal. And some of the things that I'm looking at right now is saying, who would I hire? How would I find somebody that I want to work for me? And then how would I empower them? How would I collaborate with them? If, if they don't work in my state or in my area, how would I make that happen? And so I guess the reason I, I wanted to do this episode on this show is I want everyone to kind of start thinking about that. Maybe it's not you as an owner. Maybe it's you as a manager. Maybe it's you as an employee. And you start thinking, okay, what kind of company would I want to work for? What questions should I ask a future employer? What should I ask them to make sure that they empower me to be the most successful 
successful human being that I can be because it might sound cliche, but we only live once. We have 24 hours in a day. Everybody's days are the exact same amount every single year. And I believe the, the less time that we, we, the less time we can possibly spend working in jobs that we hate, doing things that we hate, the better our world will be, the better our life can be. And I, and I truly believe that. It's now a matter of put up or shut up. And if your business is not about empowering and trusting your employees, if you're not about enabling the freedom for people to work where, where they want, when they work, want, how they want, I will guess that you will be out of business quicker than you realize because in today's world, people realize they can make a difference. And on that note, I want to give a shout out for the to the the group that did the March for Our Lives, all of the kids, the future generations that went and took a stand for gun violence. This is not a political show, but I believe together we can make a difference. I believe that when you come together around a shared purpose and a common passion and you're willing to stand up and, and, and truly go after what you want, you can, you can make sure that your voice is heard. And that's why we're living in the greatest time in the history. I believe it doesn't matter where you live, who you are, what your resume is. You have the ability to make a difference in this world. You have ability to do a job that you want to do, that you love to do. You have the opportunity to make it all happen. The question is, are you willing to put in the effort? Are you willing to deal with the backlash? Are you okay with failure? Are you empowering yourself to be the best human that you can be? These are all things you have to ask yourself. It's things that I ask myself every day. For real, guys, do me a favor. Think about it for yourself. Let's together focus on making a difference in this world, making a difference in the job that you have. And I'm going to leave you guys with this simple thought. Like, you don't have to have a job that you're passionate about. You need to find a way to be passionate about everything that you do. People often tell me, Brian, you're passionate about everything. You could be passionate about reading the phone book. Well, for me, some of the things that I don't love doing, what I realized, if I was not passionate about it, if I could not find a way to be passionate about it, I did it half-ass. I didn't put in the same amount of effort. I didn't get the same amount of results. And so I challenge everyone out there to not only you know, f- focus on your purpose in life, but also find ways to be passionate about everything that you do in your life. It doesn't mean you have to love it. It doesn't mean you have to want to do it for the rest of your life. But I believe if you can find ways to be passionate about everything you do, that's where the magic happens. And I'm living proof of that, and I'm focusing on that, especially in 2018. I have some big things in the works you guys are going to hear about. I have some big projects. I have some big uh, gigs. I'm going to be traveling all over Europe this summer uh, doing some speaking gigs. I'm doing a road show from Lima, Ohio, to Wichita, to Denver, Colorado for a couple speaking gigs in June. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to practice, not only practice what I preach, but I'm going to do my best to be passionate about everything I do every single day and lead the way so that we all together can make sure that the future of work is about empowerment, it's about trust, and it's about making a difference in this world. My name is Brian Fanzo, better known as iSocialFans. You guys are listening to episode 68 of the FOMO Fans podcast. If you missed some of the previous episodes, go back and listen to them. They're not time-based. They're very evergreen content. Uh, there's some great content on the early episodes. Uh, of course, I have some, uh, I, I, I'm a little biased to myself. I did make the promise to you, the community, that I would make it to 100 episodes. That's why this, this show has three numbers in it. We will make it to 100 episodes. FOMO Fans is not going anywhere. I might be launching another project in the very near future, but FOMO Fans is here to stay because I made a commitment to you guys. 
you guys made a commitment to me to listen to my content, to share out my podcast, and I, I'm more than thankful. I'm very blessed to have an amazing community, amazing listeners. And uh, guys, do me a fra- favor. Check out iographer.com. They're part of the reason that we're able to uh, make this show happen. If your company, your brand, maybe your event wants to sponsor this show, uh, hit me up. Make sure to, to, to uh, connect with me. I'd love to bring some more brands, some more events uh, on this show in the near future. Until next time, my friends. Cheers. Make it a great day.